Hello, you're listening to Dead and Road TV. This is the Dead and Road Show. I'm Bill. Joining me is Ian. Hello. I, I, I guess it's funny. Like, we've been, like, all, I guess alternating weeks where I do an intro and then when oh, I don't. Did you, did you think I was going to do it this week? What? No, I just, like, last week we just kind of, like, were bullshitting and so then we just recorded it. Oh, I thought you meant, like, sometimes in the beginning you would throw to me and then I would say something, but I really had nothing to say this time. Oh, so. yeah. No, I wasn't, like, trying to put you on the spot. I was just, like, like, last week we didn't, like, I didn't do the official, like, hi, this is what we're doing right now. Um, and then, but right. the week before we did it. So, like, we're alternating whenever I do, like, an official thing and when I don't. Yeah. Um, so it just, just it just it all depends fun. on on whether we're actually like talking about something before we start recording and then you're like oh maybe we should just start recording and then it's pretty the much podcast. yeah yeah pretty much um but yeah <laughs> we've, we've already talked a lot this week so it's like <laughs> that's true you're sick of me now <laughs> we're like running out of things but like it's a thing where like um in the back of my head i'm like almost worried that uh like I, I don't want to like turn our friendship into like nothing but um, you know like content fodder. We're like, no. we're like it, it, it turns into a situation where like we're like talking and it's like oh no we have to save that for a podcast or something. Like I don't want that, that hasn't to happen be the yet, case. Though. I know, but like in the back of my head, I'm like I don't want that to ever like be the case. Um, right. But it, it hasn't, and you're right, it hasn't happened yet. Um. But like that's just like in my stupid anxiety brain. Of no, like, I hear you. Yeah, of like things that I worry about. Yeah, the um, moment one of us is like, "No, stop talking. We should save it." Then we might have to rethink things. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um. In fact, uh, but like yesterday, like when we were in the car, I said the opposite. I was like, "We should get out all the hockey now, so we don't do it on the podcast." Yeah. Yeah, because there was just too much of it, and nobody wants to hear that anyway. So. <laughs> right, because last week I cut out 20 minutes of it, um, yes. and the show is still an hour and a half. So uh, It just wasn't going to work. No, no, it wasn't. Um, especially because by the time I put up the episode, it was like, it was still kind of relevant if anybody cared about hockey, but like it just, because there's more news coming out about like, I, well, I'm not going to... No, Hockey is ending right now. This yes, is, that's, that's it. That's that's it. Um, but yeah, we were uh, we went to Asbury Park last night for um, uh, the first show we'd been into for well over a year. Um, yeah, closer to I, like eighteen months, right? I think February of twenty twenty or January was the last one. I guess so. I can't even remember what the last one was. I can't quite recall it either, but it, it's been a while. Would it have been like that? Was it like the Menzingers at? I'm thinking it was, yeah, in, in Garwood. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that had to have been one of the last ones. It was definitely winter, right? Yeah, because um, I remember the last event was the Penguins Devils game. Oh, that's right. That was the week. Um, the week that the lockdown was beginning. Yeah, that was because like a few days later, like the NBA shut down. So that was like the one of the last things. Ever. Yeah, it was actually the last, um, I think the last game that the Devils and the Penguins played that season up until the uh, the bubble. It was definitely the last game the Penguins played. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it has been a long ass time. Um, it has. For any kind of public event for the two of us. 
And I got to um, say, like, it didn't it didn't feel weird. No, I, I really thought it would have. Me too. Uh, yeah, it was it was just kind of weird. Um, I honestly thought there would have been more masks. So did I. Yeah, I kind of took a look behind me because we were near the stage. We got there pretty early, like right when the doors opened. Yeah. And um, we had a little section of people around us that were all wearing masks, which was mm-hmm. nice. I appreciated that. But then like once the place filled up, I looked behind me and it was I mean, if I had to guess the percentage, I would say maybe a third of the entire place was wearing masks, if that. Yeah, I I was maybe saying 40 percent is like being generous. Yeah. Um. And like the security that was in front of us, like because we were like a row behind the barricade, um, that that guy d- didn't have a mask. But then like, the techs did have masks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was that. That was just kind of odd. And it's like I don't I don't necessarily blame people because the messaging for so long had been if you're vaccinated then you're safe to to not wear them anymore. Right. Um, it, it it's been all over the place like lately it has. and it was a full show. It was a sold out show. That was the other thing like going into it we didn't know what sold out meant anymore. Right. Um so like like they cuz they didn't say like a number of tickets or anything, you know. They just said it was sold out. Um so it's like is that the old capacity or like is this less people? Is this, you know, what's what's the situation? Yeah. Um, and it's it was it seemed to be the old capacity. It was it, it was did. pretty it was packed. We were packed in there. Um mm-hmm. especially at the front, you know. Uh so it's like you're you're in tight with people. It's like I I there was not there wouldn't have been a situation where I wouldn't have worn mine. Um like if it was outdoors that's a different story, but yeah yeah me too um, yeah um we didn't even say who we saw <laughs> <laughs> no, we just realized that. uh we saw japanese breakfast and uh mannequin pussy opened for them um yeah quite the combination really was yeah uh i love both bands but it was an interesting interesting combination to see one play right after the other mm-hmm yeah well it's like yeah they're friends because um, uh, Missy from Mannequin Pussy starred in uh, the Be Sweet video, um, Japanese Breakfast video for that. Um, and so, yeah, they were on the first leg of this tour. Uh, but, yeah, it, they, they do have a different um, vibes, I guess. Yeah, d- definitely, definitely. Um, but, yeah, Mannequin Pussy, they killed it. It was... They put on such an awesome set. Um, they uh, they like backloaded uh, the set with uh, their older stuff, which is just sort of straight up like you know punk, um, like just full on aggressive, um, you know. Yeah, verging verging on like hardcore punk. Yeah, definitely. Um, like that. Those songs are like a, a minute and a half like each um and they were just going through them like you know like tissue paper um yep just just incredible um their bassist uh bear like just kicks so much ass um 
that dude yeah, it, like yeah he's he's awesome. really good and people went nuts when he had his uh the song that he does vocals on yeah that's actually off their new ep too um it is yeah which is like like uh is similar to their um earlier stuff um yeah it was really cool like the energy that they brought because like even the singer said like this is catharsis mm -hmm. and it's something that she hadn't been able to do in so long yeah and now she's getting to getting to do it again and it's, it was just like a really cool like first live show back mm -hmm. you know oh yeah completely yeah um but yeah like in, in in the first like half of their set they played um a lot of stuff off of patience which um i guess is is much more palatable for like a crowd that is uh expecting japanese breakfast um mm -hmm. it's yeah. like more more melodic poppier stuff um but that album also has more um like standard punk like they, it's such a good mix um their sound like the way it's evolved uh with that album um they've like really come into their own with it um like everybody went nuts for drunk too like i knew they would um yeah like it felt like a large portion of the crowd was really into it like they were there to see them it, it, they, they did yeah they did which was really cool to see which is great um, yeah and i definitely think like if people didn't know them they they got some new fans which is what you want to see for uh an opener um definitely and and for a show like a show that only has two acts is like a godsend and when the acts are as stellar as these two it's like it's perfect it is it's perfect it's what you want you you mm -hmm. are in there it starts at eight o'clock you're out by ten thirty. yeah it's, it's terrific yeah it's amazing um and then uh japanese breakfast was just out of this world the performance yeah it was great it, it felt a little bit like redemption um i think for us seeing them because the first time that we got to see them a couple years ago it was at it was in jersey city yeah and the crowd was really disrespectful um just like people just like having conversations like yelling over the songs like the entire time um, yeah, and you was, had like other people that were trying to like you know shush them, and it just didn't work. It was a mess. It was, that was a, mess. a weird, we, weird crowd. It really was. Um, and we were kind of far back, so we got a lot of that. Um, but this time, I mean, you had some issues, which we might get into if you want to. But <laughs> yeah. um, but like this time, we were like right up against the stage, and you know they played a really good variety of stuff, mm -hmm. uh, stuff from the new album, which I really love. Um, it was just terrific. Mm hmm I do have to so um Michelle Zauner the um uh, vocalist and like you know like the I guess mastermind of Japanese breakfast um her outfit was uh like something else um she looked like a fucking Final Fantasy character <laughs> to me like yeah she she was in this dress that was like almost like a hospital gown but then also like sort of like a like a sun dress kind of thing um is it is it the same thing from the cover like the album cover um i would have to look at it 
but it was um, on point. Like it was fantastic. It might be. Um, but then honestly, she was, the, the entire the entire band was very well dressed. Yeah, but then she's wearing these uh, like uh, combat boots with like buckles all the way up. Um, she looked like so, she looked like a character from Final Fantasy VIII. I swear to God, um, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, and and she was so excited to hit that gong for Paprika. It's just such a great starter to to the yeah. show like it's 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 perfect i'm like they had they set that thing up front and center and mm-hmm. uh it was it was it was great yeah it's just uh, like i remember her um her energy from the previous show and like i i guess it's a, a theme like she had very a very distinct outfit for that she was like almost like cyberpunk for that one where she had like neon overalls i remember that yeah and like a crop top um and she had just like like this um she's she's like a a a front person like to to the max um like the way she commands a stage um and yeah like the way she was like dancing around like with this mallet for paprika was just uh it was just so much fun you know it was Um, yeah it was a blast like so she has so much style so much energy so much confidence on stage yeah and like terrific the whole band you can just tell like the musicianship with all of them um and this was the case for mannequin pussy too because it was just like they're just all swapping instruments just like constantly you know they can Mm -hmm. just kind of do anything um where it's like missy from mannequin pussy can you know uh she's she's playing guitar while singing and then she can just switch over to bass real quick while bear can take over vocals and you know um, and then for Japanese breakfast, uh, they had a saxophonist who was also playing keys in the back, <laughs> you know, and then Michelle, and he, played, is, he played saxophone on, on some of the mannequin pussy songs. Too. That's right. That's right. Um, and then Michelle is playing guitar and then she can swap over to piano and then, you know, the saxophonist is on keys and then the other guitarist can also swap the piano and, you know, like they could, they're just... You could tell that they're like musicians through and through, um, and like the violinist can also like you know was doing backing vocals too. It's like they just like all the talent that was on that stage was just um, just really apparent. Definitely, yeah. And this is like I think the tour started, I want to say last weekend, so they haven't been on the road too long. Um, yeah. So they're just like fully in high gear, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the set was great. Um, the highlight for me was um, going from uh, Roadhead into Slide Tackle. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh my God. That was like, because Slide Tackle is like my favorite off of uh, the new one. Um, but yeah, that the energy for that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's great because the band is like excited to be playing again, and people are excited to be watching it. Like, it's just a really good crowd. Um, like I was, I was really looking forward to this, and it definitely, it definitely like uh, held up to expectations of, of being, you know, not being able to go to shows for eighteen months. Like this was, this was a perfect, perfect way to return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, we got some stuff lined up for the fall, and it's like, <laughs> you got fingers crossed now. 
Yeah. With the way shit's going, but... I know. There um, is... I did see this morning in the news, and I forget which country it is, but they're going to start administering um, a booster shot of the Pfizer vaccine. Interesting. And then... Um, they're hoping potentially the U.S. the FDA could approve it like by the end of August. Huh. Um, and that booster, the booster shot is supposed to be um, really effective against like the Delta variant and whatever other variants are, are running around. Okay. So you know that that's hopeful. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we gotta it, see. It's a, pro- it's a process. Yeah, it's a wait and yeah. see type thing. I didn't. I didn't feel unsafe. I mean, no, you know, no. You, you know the risks. You know the statistics. Right. Uh, you know we're both vaccinated. Um, like you just you know the statistics and you know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's just like it's like the first time being in that environment, um, like in that situation, you know, because um, like all I all I do is I you know I uh, run errands, you know. Um, like this is the first time that like, you know, you're around this many people. Um, and it's like, there was no, uh, vaccine requirement or, you know, or anything or or no negative COVID test requirement. So it's like, I I brought my card with me. Yeah. And it's like, and like that didn't even cross my mind because I was just like, I have it, but it's like, I'm vaccinated. So I don't even like consider that. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it's like when we bought the tickets, there was like no information about vaccination or masks or distance, like nothing, no, no guidelines whatsoever. No. Um, and even when we got there, there was nothing. It was just like, you know, like we went to a show, except this time I'm wearing a mask and so are some other people. Like That's that was exactly the, what that it was, was. Yeah. That was the only difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like I was transported back to 2019. Pretty much, yeah. Except I just like added a fashion accessory to my yeah. wardrobe for some reason. Um, so yeah, that that was like the only thing. Um, but you know, so I guess we'll see. Like if I start, if I develop a cough or something, then something happened. But it's mm-hmm. like yeah, you don't you don't know like about other people. Like you you never know if somebody is not wearing a mask because they're they're vaccinated and they feel okay not wearing a mask or they're not wearing a mask because they say fuck it and they don't want to and you know or whatever then they're not even vaccinated it's like there's there's no way of knowing exactly um, yeah and I'm I'm not asking for somebody to get like a forehead tattoo that says that they're vaccinated but like you know th- there is no way of knowing and um it's it, it's a tough situation for everybody it is. Well, that was like the same issue that happened when the mask mandates were originally lifted a number of months ago, like with retail workers and stuff, they would become the enforcers. Right. And yeah. and, and they were stuck. They were stuck in a scenario where it's like, you know, you have to deal with people who aren't wearing these masks. And there's, there's just like you said, there's no way to tell. There's no way to know where they've been, what they've done, whether they're vaccinated or not. Yeah. So I think I think people just need to shut up and wear a mask to be honest it's it's not a big deal i wore it's it not for a big deal. four hours yesterday and you know it's fine i'm like out of shape and you know <laughs> like i got medical problems and like you know i deal with it it's, yeah it's, it's really the least the least you could do yeah especially now this week with the news trending the way it is yeah 
It's like, I'm doing it for me. Like, I'm that selfish that I'm doing it for me. <laughs> you know, like people say that they're doing it for others. And that's that's very nice. I appreciate it. But I'm doing it for me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 like, uh, I don't know, like a reverse asshole. Oh, that sounds weird. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, or, yeah. like there are there are assholes that are like saying screw everybody else, you know, and I'm saying screw everybody else, but I'm protecting me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh no, but I gen, genuinely like I do have the concern where if I I would just feel awkward if I was going into uh, a public place and I wasn't wearing one and other people were because it's like then they're they're feeling potentially unsafe, you know? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I no, I understand that, too. Um, it's like, well, I like go to the drugstore and it's like uh, they're, they're like we talk about the mixed messaging where they still have the sign on the outside that says masks required. And it's like, OK, you know, I was going to wear it anyway. But then you get in and then they have like, you know, the rotating message over the the intercom that's like, oh, CDC guidelines say that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. Right. It's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do here in your building? Yeah, it's very strange because I was in BJ's this morning and they have a couple of signs that says that face coverings are required, but they're clearly not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. I guess they forgot to take them down. I don't know. Well, it might be that they're attached to like the carts that move. So maybe they were displayed prominently before and now they're just like off to the side, off to the side. Um, But they're still well within like you can still see them like they still stand out. So I I have no idea. Mixed messaging is, is correct, though. Like it's it's really hard to get a handle on what what is expected. Yeah. So then there's some people that just say, well, I don't know what the messaging is, so screw it. I'm not wearing it. And then there are people like us where it's like, I don't know what the messaging is, so screw it. I'm wearing it. You <laughs> yes, know, like so. Yeah. There's there's like a lot of different. You know, everybody's all over the place. It's yeah, yeah. Because um, like, I mean, I do say shut up and wear a mask, but at the same time, it is a little like the messaging. Like, if you have been vaccinated, you've done your duty with that, and you feel like you can go in public and you're comfortable with that not wearing one then you know it's not against any rules right so i don't know i would yeah, but i would, I would personally I, recommend wearing one but that's just me i know but yeah well then but then like monday or whatever the cdc is like ah, i we think that vaccinated people should wear it indoors again mm-hmm. you know so it's like okay but that probably that probably won't happen until the state requires it again right yeah yeah they're like leaving it up to the states again yeah yes so yeah, it's 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 a mess. It's it's really a mess. Anyway, I didn't mean for this conversation about a really fun concert to turn into a mask uh, <laughs> deep dive. No, but, but it's also about like the experience of like, you know, it is like these shows coming back, and this is going to be this is going to continue to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know, I'm I'm the fall is is a question mark again suddenly. You know? Yeah, it is. Um, sadly. But yeah, it's like, thank God this happened. I know. Um, we snuck this like, one in there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like you mentioned, then like Mannequin Pussy mentions, it's like this we had this one night of catharsis. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I hope as many artists uh as possible are able to get a tour going and right. make make some money. <laughs> yeah, for real. And it's music release day. Speaking of, you wanted to uh, talk about some new releases? I did. I think since we were on the topic of, yeah. of music, I thought I would, I wrote down some of my 
recent uh, favorites, stuff that's come out in the past like month or two. Yeah, because it's been it's been an amazing last few months for music. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of great stuff. So I just thought, you know, I thought I would highlight a few uh, standouts. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you have any too. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one I put down here, and you've probably listened to this, is uh, Samia's new EP, Scout. Have I had you, no uh, idea that she had a new EP out. Yeah, it came out last Friday. Um, How the hell tra- did I miss that? It's four tracks. Um, it's it's outstanding, just like her her album from last summer was. Um, yeah, I'm just like in awe of this artist. Um, like just the way her her ability, and and let me know if this makes sense. The her yeah. ability to to make you nostalgic for memories that aren't your own. No, no, I get you. Mean, yeah, I get what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think really is just saying that she's a terrific storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I you obviously haven't listened to it yet, but the... Wait, you're telling me that there's a fit and full with Remo Drive? Um, oh, no, that was that was the album that she put out last year. She, she got a bunch of her, like, musician friends to cover every track from her debut album. That's a different thing. That's just popping up now on title. Oh, you haven't heard that either. No. Oh, that's really good too. Yeah, so she she came out her her debut album came out last summer and then a few months later she got a bunch of artists and bands to uh basically she re-released the album but all covers from different artists and Remo Drive is one of them. There's there's a handful of really good artists on there. Um, and then most recently last week, she came out with this new EP called Scouts, which is terrific. Oh, there it is. Um, okay. the yeah, first track on it. Library. Yeah. Yeah. The first track on it is called As You Are. And it's, it's my favorite song of the year that's come out so far. Mm. Um, like she, she's able to hit this register with her voice. Yeah in certain songs and this is one of them that's just like it's chilling mm-hmm. um yeah yeah just like uh her album last year was a home run this this ep is terrific i would i would recommend both of them you want to talk about a performer holy shit oh yeah and we, saw, we, saw, we her. saw her live yeah terrific that was, energy that was 2019 right um, yeah, 2019, she she opened for Remo Drive. That's right. Yeah, that was that show. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you got to yeah, get she on like, that. She, like, stole that show from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. She should have, if she doesn't already, she should have, like, a pretty solid headlining tour coming up, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Um. But, yeah, so that that's been great. Um, another thing I want to mention is, uh, this mysterious music collective from the UK called Salt, S-A-U-L-T. Have you, have you heard of them? No. So they have, nobody knows who's in this collective. Um, they have made three albums in, in just over the past year. 
Um, if you're counting the last two years, they've actually come out with five studio albums. Um, their most recent one is titled Nine, like the number nine. Mm-hmm. And it's available online. I believe it's, it's it's on all the streaming platforms, but it's also available for, I believe, a free download. And it's only going to be out digitally for 99 days, which I think means based on when it came out, I think like the end of August, maybe into September, and then it'll be just like going away. Huh. Um, Interesting. Which is, I'm not entirely sure the reasoning behind that, but it feels appropriate to me um, considering like how urgent their music feels. Um, Cause a lot of their, a lot of their music is about um, like black life and experiences and advancements and like social change and, and trauma and oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, musically it is, they take influences from a lot of different things like R and B. Uh, there's some funk, there's like dub, there's gospel, there's spoken word sections. There's even like stuff that's sort of loosely based on like children's rhymes in this latest album. Um, mm-hmm. And like that sounds like a lot, but it's also completely cohesive when you listen to it. Mm. Um, yes, like nobody knows who's in this collective, even though they are really like critically acclaimed. Um, like I, I think I don't I forget which publication gave like you know how they have like their albums of the year lists. Yeah, I think two of their albums that came out in that last year like made their top five it might have been like paste or one of those magazines hmm. so like they've really like gotten a lot of recognition even though that nobody knows like who they are um i should mention on this new album there's a feature from uh little sims who's a really good uk rapper mm, mm-hmm. um so yeah just like really interesting stuff there um like just hearing how their music has like evolved over the last few albums and they just like they come out with them so frequently and um yeah i mean i would recommend like if it sounds interesting i would definitely recommend uh checking out because it is a free download if you're if you're listening to this you know within a month or, or so after uh after this podcast comes out so so that's been really interesting um I have some more because there's there's a lot there's been a lot sure. of, a lot of music that i want to just like shout out um mm-hmm. but the new faye webster and I, I i know i've bothered you in the past about listening to faye webster mm-hmm. you probably haven't yet right uh no no okay that's fine that's fine not not like intentionally but okay yeah, yeah so her new one is called uh bedroom distractions mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean it's it's she's kind of hard to describe I, f- I feel like you would probably group her under, I mean, you've, you've used this term before, but like sad girl music. Sure. But it's like sad girl music with really chill vibes. Like it's something that you could just like wallow in if you wanted to, or yeah. you could just like, you could like vibe out to it. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it's up to you depending on the mood that you're in when you're listening to, to Faye Webster, you know? Yeah. Um, like just like listening to her in interviews and stuff, she seems like just like the chillest person ever, mm-hmm. and that's really like reflected in in music. Um, like some of her older stuff, you could almost call like alt country, 
ish in a way yeah but like the newer stuff is more i guess maybe r&b inspired okay yeah so just like she's one of my favorites um her her previous album from 2019 atlanta millionaires club is also a favorite of mine really great stuff mm, mm-hmm. um so yeah if you're into the quote-unquote sad girl music this is definitely definitely one to to seek out um nice. okay i should probably i should probably wrap this up because i know you want to <laughs> uh but i do want to mention i want to mention the new claro i guess you could also <laughs> sure yeah 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 you could also uh kind of i mean it's, it's almost reductive to say it but um but no claro the new claro is very interesting um mm-hmm. she's she's gone in, in quite a different direction than she did in her last album which was uh my favorite album of, of 2019 it was immunity um her new one is called sling she uh actually i would definitely recommend if you're interested in in her stuff i would recommend there's a, a vogue interview that came out recently where she really goes deep into like her you know mental space and what she was dealing with and going through during the recording of this mm-hmm. um she went into like a cabin, like a secluded place in upstate New York, and she worked with Jack Antonoff, and right. uh, she kind of went like seventies inspired, almost like seventies like indie folk ish. Oh, and it works incredibly well. Um, and she, in like in the Vogue interview, she was talking about how like she was just touring constantly up until the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened, and she was able to like sort of like step back and consider what she was like doing to herself and also what she really wanted out of like music right Mm -hmm. so that kind of like led to this this sort of uh evolution in her sound um and it's just like it really paid off because it's it's a fantastic album and like all of the all of the artists that i follow on like social media are flipping out over it too Mm-hmm. So like, don't you know? Don't take my recommendation. Take sure. like, any of their recommendations because uh, people are really loving it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the last, the last two, the last two, uh, Willow, which I texted you about this and you never responded back. I was very excited I about it. No, I don't think so. I didn't get anything. But it's uh, Willow Smith. You know, the daughter of, of Will Smith. Oh. Um, I think I saw that message. I didn't respond. No, I don't think so. Oh. But anyway, so Willow uh, came out with this new album called Transparent Soul, and she went 2000s pop punk. Like right, full, right, right, right. full blown early 2000s pop punk. It's got Avril Lavigne on it. Of course. <laughs> um, it's got like uh, Travis Barker as well. Um, Cherry okay. Glazer is on it. Um, just a, a blast. Why is that it's, full album coming out? Oh, the Cherry Glazer one? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a release date yet. Yeah, I'm not she sure about putting that. out singles. Yeah, I know. But um, she's on this one, and it's it's super fun. It's fairly short too. It's just like a just like a big energy boost. Um, highly recommend. I've had it on repeat since it came out. It's just so good. Mm. It's like I don't think she was doing pop punk before this album, but you would never know it because it's was like she, was she the whip my hair back and forth? I. Th- think so i think that was when she was really young though yeah yeah because i know she's like 20 ish now Hmm. that makes me feel Um, really old yeah (laughs) like really old well actually my next one do you want to hear this um oh god 
you you won't uh, see this coming. Rebecca Black. Uh, okay, okay. 2011, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So Rebecca Black came out with a new EP a couple months ago. <laughs> um. Everybody's been waiting for this one. Well, you know, it's it's great. It's it's a really great pop EP, like hyper pop EP. Um, she's obviously like much a much different artist than she was at freaking thirteen years old well, in twenty eleven. Well, yeah, with that dude that made that song and video. Like, I can't even imagine what that does to you at the age of thirteen to have something like that, where one hundred fifty million people like have seen the YouTube video, and then you have all that like attention on you. I can't even yeah. imagine it. But um, but yeah, uh, she came out with a really great uh, EP um, really impressive stuff I don't have a ton to say about it beyond that just that I like it it's really good and if you if Rebecca Black wasn't on your radar anymore she probably she probably should be <laughs> probably not <laughs> probably not um, but she should be though because it's it's really good stuff um, yeah yeah so that's okay. I was excited about that I saw like a an article about it. I didn't know that it had come out, but I saw an article about it and uh, I checked it out yesterday. You mean you weren't keeping up with all the latest Rebecca Black news? No, I knew she was still like in the music scene, um, hmm. but I didn't know that she had put, put anything out. They don't make her still perform that, do they? I mean, I hope they don't make her perform anything. Like, but, well, I know, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I, I like if people, if like, if like she does a show, yeah you know yeah i mean maybe who knows maybe she embraces it maybe she's like into it or like she could actually get like a real producer to do like a like a remix uh, mm, of it or like maybe. it doesn't sound like actual dog shit yeah you know or she could just keep making what she's making now because it's really of good. course of course <laughs> but but yeah, I, I wanted to mention I wanted to mention her and the rest of them because um, there's so much good music. Like it's hard to keep up because today, just today, as we're recording this, we have the new Billie Eilish. Of course, we have yeah. mm -hmm. we have uh, Torres new yeah. album, which I was not expecting because she came out with one last year, which was a great a great album. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so much stuff. Yeah, it's like so many artists seem to be like, I guess because they you know a lot of them have well most of them all of them. Kind of quantified that incorrectly a bunch of times. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't tour, uh, so it's like a lot of them seem to have ramped up their production. You know, um, in yeah, the past it's couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's been kind of like this is kind of related to that. It's kind of interesting to see like the direction some artists have taken to like try and do something for themselves during the pandemic. Yeah. Like there's um Shura is a pretty popular like pop star, pop artist. Um and she like took to Twitch streaming. A lot of them did, yeah. Yeah. And then like I know um another indie artist that I like, Margaret Glasby, uh at the beginning of pandemic she was doing like like music lessons. Like, like remote music lessons mm -hmm. which is really cool like stuff like yeah. that 
Yeah, because I was yeah. telling you, I was telling you this, but I I switched back to um, Spotify recently, mm-hmm. and I thought it was funny because it's like now when you go to an artist page on Spotify, they have the choice of whether to like link to like a PayPal or yeah. Cash App or something, you know, yeah. where you can donate like directly to them. Yep. Which on the one hand, great, like it's very easily accessible and it's right there front and center if you want to do that. On the other hand, it's like, well, Spotify. I mean, you should, should be, you should be paying you should just, the artists more. Paying them more, yeah. Yeah. So, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yep. It's yeah. It's like, why are you putting it on? You know, the listener. Exactly. Exactly. When you're the multi-billion-dollar, they're the multi-billion-dollar company. company. They're doing the best out of all of them and they're paying the smallest percentage of like royalties yeah it's an absolute joke it really is i kind of feel bad about switching back but i did yeah well what can you do um i'll just shout out one real quick um yeah because after my after my dozen of them (laughs) uh i've talked to you about this but uh the new pom-pom squad is um album death of a cheerleader i listen to this album like once a day <laughs> like yeah. i love this album so goddamn much um it's it's so infectious and catchy and like i don't know i just i just love it so like the whole aesthetic of it the whole mm-hmm. aesthetic of the band for one and uh the way that they just carry it through the albums and the songs um it's 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 incredible um and my favorite track, Red With Love, is just, like, so catchy, and it's only two and a half minutes. It's just, like, ugh. I love this album so much. Um, yeah, me too. It's, like, a perfect aesthetic, and it's it's aesthetic with a purpose, too. It's, like, subversive. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, would... it's, like, satire of, um, you know, uh, like, teen... Uh, I guess almost like teen media yeah uh, in a way yeah. which is um, which is funny I, I almost thought about bringing this up on on one of the episodes recently but I, I don't know if you heard about that whole thing with Pom Pom Squad and Olivia Rodrigo uh no yeah like there were a lot of like I don't know I don't know if it was a lot but there was a, a vocal number of like Pom Pom Squad fans that were upset about um, I guess Olivia Rodrigo's like one of her more recent uh, music videos and like maybe the cover for one of her singles mm. um, it was like prom themes like prom slash like Carrie maybe not Carrie as much as like oh what was the other one it was like Courtney Love inspired oh I saw Courtney Love was trying to pick a fight with this teenage girl I don't. Th- I it. wouldn't say she was picking a fight. I think she was more kind of like pointing out the similarities and kind of. No, just... it seemed it seemed really it seemed bitchy. Yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and yeah, so it kind of sparked this whole discussion of like, well, I mean, so so I'll go back a bit, but the the pom pom squad fans were upset because it's like you have an indie artist who has been building this aesthetic for a number of years now and then olivia rodrigo who's like one of the most popular artists in the world is is doing this thing and it's very similar 
but it, it kind of sparked uh, the the question of like, can you own? Can you claim to own an aesthetic, and especially one that has been used over and over again for a long time, and sort of has come to represent like something that's larger than any any one of them? You know, like the that aesthetic of like you know the teenage like the, the years of, of, of a teenage girl's life and, and everything that goes along with that, like it's a very loaded thing, you know? Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I, I come down on the side of like, no, nobody's ripping anybody off here. It's, it's, it's something that's been in like pop culture forever and it's used in different ways and for different purposes. Yeah. You know? Um, no, I agree. It's, um, it's like saying that just like using the image of a cheerleader is like ripping somebody off. It's like, it's like, it, it's not tropey, but it's like, it's bordering on it where it's like the whole idea of like, even the album title, death of a cheerleader. It's like, it's like the way that pom pom squad is like using their whole aesthetic is almost twin peaksy where it's like, yeah, of course the prom queen's dead. Like, that's like, it's like, this This is how it works. Like, this is the sort of, I guess it is a trope. It's uh, it's the trope of, like, this is, you know, the small town murder of, you know, the prom queen. Like, mm-hmm. and Twin Peaks is the thing that turned it on its head, where it's like, this is the soap opera of it, but it's it's off. It's weird. It's, it's wrong. Um, yep. And that's what Pom Pom Squad is doing. Um, with their music um, so like no it's 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 using it's using familiar images yeah yeah and it's, it's, it's 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 taking a completely different approach than what Olivia Rodrigo is doing yeah and then and at the same time it's ridiculous because Olivia Rodrigo is literally a teenager <laughs> right yeah it, it just seems like everybody is like I and I haven't even listened to her. I think I've heard the one single of uh, Olivia Rodrigo's, um, the one you sent me probably. Um, yeah. And uh, it just seems like a lot of people are trying to like come at her because she like sort of blew up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like yeah, she's a she's a teenage girl. Like yeah, this isn't the first can you, thing. Can, can you maybe not? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This isn't like, the first thing because, like, earlier this year, I saw when that single that I, I sent you came out. It's like everybody's like, "Oh, it's Paramore," and then right. and then there was that thing where um, the recent crediting thing where uh, one of her one of the tracks on her her album, like they they retroactively credited um, Taylor Swift as a writer on it because. I guess part of it was similar and she admitted that she was inspired by a Taylor Swift song. The, the more I think about that, the matter that makes me. It's very strange. Like, I, like I, I can't recall. I can't recall ever seeing that before. Like, no, Taylor, you didn't write it. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, many, I don't, I don't how think many, was... how many young girls say that they're inspired by Taylor Swift? Oh God, I know. <laughs> so is she gonna claim that she like owns them all? I should say like, what, I don't like, like I don't like, necessarily know that Taylor Swift herself had anything to do with this. 
But like what like what is the what is the end? Like what there's just a lot of this scrutiny. Isn't, this There's isn't a lot of a, scrutiny. This isn't a vanilla ice situation. Right. Like. Yeah, there's just, there's been a lot of scrutiny uh, thrown Olivia Rodrigo's way. Um, and I, I really don't think she's earned any of it, to be honest. She put out a really damn good debut album at like freaking 17 or 18, whoever old she is. It's, yeah. You know, and, and you know what? This is actually like sort of getting at the fucking themes of the Pom Pom Squad album is that like people idolize and grossly fetishize teenage girls mm-hmm. um, and then will then in turn treat them like shit uh, and kill them uh, whether it's uh, literally or metaphorically mm-hmm. uh, you know like this. this is like what the whole idea of death of a cheerleader means uh and you're like seeing it play out in like you know in a famous case and you see it all the time you see it all the time with these young stars uh you know when you when you put it that way it's it's kind of sad that this this uh was coming from pom-pom squad fans yeah no completely completely um yeah Oh yeah, but you know, um, she's topping the charts. So right, yeah, good for her. Yeah. But yeah, check out that Pom Pom Squad album because it fucking rips. Definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah, so there's an article uh, from The Verge earlier this week um, about Major League Baseball. And uh, so they've, they've had an issue with sign stealing, which is, um, I guess it's it's signs between, well, who's doing the signs, do you know? Uh, isn't it the... That's not the first base coach, or is it the dugout? Oh, it could be the dugout. Yeah. The, the dugout to the... Base runners? Or no? I don't know who Or hitters. Is. Hitters? I probably I probably could have looked into it. <laughs> I don't know who's signing who. But I know there's well, signs between the, the um, catcher oh, and the, the pitcher. The catchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's also signs that the dugout that does... Okay. I don't know to who though. Oh, actually, this um, this might provide some some clarity here. So it says, okay, so players found to be wearing uh, this new receiver that we're going to talk about in a second uh, while batting. So if you're wearing it while batting, you'll be ejected from the game. Um, only the active catcher and no other players or coaches can use this transmitter. Um, so th- what this transmitter is. It's a device. It's from a startup called Pitchcom. Um, and it is meant to put an end to sign sealing. And the way they're going to do that is they're going to use bone conduction technology. Okay. Um, so that the device doesn't need to be up against an ear and it might uh in theory be more difficult to uh to eavesdrop on 
because what bone conduction does is it simulates the bones in your head instead of emitting uh, any audible sounds. Um, right. So it's 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 a basic it's a basic device according to this article. Oh, is um, it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the it's, fuck it is. It's it's a, a wristband transmitter for the catcher with nine buttons, uh, and the buttons are are there to signal the desired pitch and location. So I'm assuming the catcher has this little device, and the pitcher. Um, oh, actually, let me see here. It says that the pitcher will have their part of the device in their cap. And yeah. uh, like I just mentioned, they'll be using bone conduction uh, <laughs> to simulate the bones in their head so that there's no way that anybody else will be able to hear this or, or pick up on the, uh, the signal. Like, I, I, I've heard of, like, bone conductive headphones. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is in... So it's in the hat... It's in the hat. It's also in the catcher's um, helmet. Which oh, I'm not, not entirely sure. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why the catcher needs one as well if they're just doing the the buttons. Well, I guess they'd get signals back. How though? Like telepathic? Because like the pitcher, the pitcher doesn't have a, a, a button device. Uh, from what I'm reading uh. here. Can the can the bones speak to so, each other? So like, can so, you... so so so. So the pitcher has to start typing shit on his Apple Watch to send messages to the to to the pitcher's hat that will hopefully be translated into intelligible Well, according to this article, using Apple Watches is not not allowed. I'm just saying because this is just the fucking thing no, on the it wrist. No, it literally, it literally says that. It says, sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. It's like it's technically legal for to read another team's pitches, but using Apple watches or telephone cameras and then uh, banging on trash cans, yes, which has yes. happened in the past, uh, is not not legal. And they're trying to put the famous trash cans. Yes. Um. I just don't like what is the what is the picture hearing? So like, there's there's buttons one through nine. Hmm. So is he hearing like one like what like what is Yeah, there needs to be there's there whatever the sound is, you have to there needs to be nine different versions of it that you can easily differentiate between. Yeah, yeah, like I don't get it. Like or is it just like a fucking buzzing like on the top of his head? <laughs> Cuz like I understand if it's like it's sti- like it if one in the ear like the bone stimulating earphones are like they're mimicking like the 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 inner ear bone, whatever that that thing's called. Mm-hmm. They're like the, they're like uh, the the cochlear implants or whatever, and they can be helpful for um people that are hard of hearing or deaf, I believe. They're like right. Uh, in some cases, like I think this is how like hearing aids work. Yeah, um, Sound of Metal was a really good. Um, I've been meaning to watch pro- that, so that provide a really good example of of the cochlear implant okay then yeah um so i'm just confused about like just plunking this on somebody's head how this is 
going to yeah, be there like are, there are there just aren't many details about about that um at least that we know so far um other than the fact that you have nine signals and that the they will be received through your bones <laughs> i just i just think it's it's uh it's wild like this in combination with the strip searching from earlier this year the, it's the like sticky, you, the, the sticky stuff yeah yeah so yeah. i mean i don't know if you want to briefly <laughs> briefly summarize that <laughs> so if anybody's not aware um and this is funny because well, neither of us follow baseball but um no we don't so if anybody didn't know about that about this happening um there was a scandal and that happened in baseball where pitchers got caught using uh like this uh sticky shit uh that they were hiding um some in their hats and some in their like belt area to um apply to baseballs to make them up like have really really high spin rates um that would make them pitch better uh so they could get better curveballs and whatever the hell um and this was apparently pretty goddamn widespread um and mlb found out through some leaked text messages and stuff um and so mlb decides that they need to crack down on this and the way that they're going to do that is by, uh, it was, I believe it was whenever pitchers were pulled out of a game, the umpires would have to, in the middle of a stadium, uh, check the pitchers f- to see if they had any of the sticky stuff. And that's what the, that's what it was called. It was the sticky stuff. Cause I guess they didn't want to tell what the actual substance was. So it would not be become more widespread. Right. Um, and so that involved checking under the pitcher's hat, you know, checking inside their glove unbuckling uh, their belt and then unbuckling their belt and uh looking inside their pants incredible to see if they had any sticky stuff in their pants in front of in front of an entire stadium yeah just just absolutely insane and there was a twitter account that was compiling all of the checks and so there would just be people that were um the pitchers that were just like Ah, screw it. They just like drop their pants. Like it's like this is ridiculous, you know. <laughs> um, people would lift up their shirts, like you know they're checking for a wire. Uh, like it's just just absolute, absolute madness, absolute scenes. Um, so baseball is really, they come up with the most convoluted, I guess solutions. I, I guess so. The things. I mean, in my in my mind, like you know. You take strip searching and you take uh, bone conduction <laughs> and it's like you look at this and it's like, OK, maybe there's something fundamentally wrong with your sport. You know, yeah, like there's yeah. something really wrong here. If these are what your what your solutions are and what you're coming up with on how to prevent these issues. The fact that people need to resort to like all of this cheating in order to make it somewhat interesting. Mm hmm. And the fact that all of these scandals are much more interesting than your actual sport. I know. I know. Um, (laughs) It's wild to me that they still haven't implemented like a a clock, like a timer on like pitches. Right. Because that's like like college ball. Yeah, they had in college baseball. And I I feel like that is the very least you could do. Like the, the most basic thing you could do to improve like the watchability of, of the game is, is just have a, you know, have a limit on how much standing around 
is happening. Yeah. And it's like apparently there's like this really exciting player. Uh, is like was it Shohei Otani? He's no like clue, uh, but sure. He's like uh, an incredible hitter, and then he's also a pitcher. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, That's very rare. Right, and so like, this is like the one exciting player that's like this generational, you know, this like, uh, multifaceted player, and it's like, it's just overshadowed by all this bullshit. You know, Completely. like nobody kind of cares. It's yeah. like, yeah, you've never heard of him, and like, um, yeah, that's a real shame. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who he plays for? I think he plays for the Angels, if I'm okay. remembering. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, hopefully, it, it doesn't turn out that he's been using sticky stuff and stealing signals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he needs this uh, bone. It says here at the end of this article, it says that. Uh, that the, the the writer of this article wasn't able to find records for a startup named Pitchcom, but one of its founders, Craig uh, Filchetti, appears to be the same one who sells pro-mystic wireless tech for magicians and mentalists. <laughs> of course. Oh my goodness. We're pulling That's rabbits incredible. out of hats in Major League Baseball. That's incredible. Wow. Such as a, such as a box of crayons that can wirelessly send a signal corresponding to the crayon that someone removes. <laughs> Wait, so how That's long like, until, how long until somebody starts using this new device to cheat? Right. Like we'll find a way. I'm sure it's probably just like fucking radio and you can like have a receiver in the dugout and pick it up. Yeah. Or like or like um get one of those uh you know the the fans in the stands that's that listens to the game yeah while, they, while they're in, while they're watching it but secretly like give give them something to to interfere with yeah <laughs> very inconspicuous also what a lame magic trick oh you I pull know. out a you pull out a box of crayola and you ask somebody to <laughs> pick a crayon and then you guess what crayon they picked that's the lamest magic trick i've ever heard of I mean, it's kind of impressive if you think about it, because it's like there could be cobalt blue, there could be sky blue, <laughs> no, there could the be box, ocean blue. The box they're showing has six crayons. Oh, <laughs> it has six crayons. Yeah, that's not very exciting. You got a one out of six chance of getting it right. It's not like a two hundred pack. Man, <sighs> I'll do that without the fucking transmitter. I know. If I get it wrong, oh well, shit. <laughs> I'll try again. Double your money. Yeah. <sighs> You'll get there eventually. <laughs> One out of six. <laughs> what a yeah. trick! So, so that that's major league baseball. I just wanted to bring oh. that up. I thought it was funny. Oh MLB, what shenanigans will you pull next? You'll hear it here first. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like five months after the fact one of the two next they're gonna remember like the white Sox shorts thing they're gonna like put put them in like leader hosen or whatever so they can't like stuff stuff down their pants oh man uh, god um I know you put some reality TV stuff in here but we're uh, above an hour do you want to just do the beaver thing I was actually going to cut Big Brother, um, okay, because it, yeah. it's a lot. It's it's yeah. too much. It's too much. 
Um, but I, I did, I, yeah. I mean, if you're giving me the the window I, I here, do, I do want to hear about the beaver. Okay. I mean, so you know, it, it's continuity, right, on the show. Um, yeah. la- last week we we dove into the first episode of Sexy Beasts. Yes. Um, and we we thought it would end there. <laughs> it should have ended there. I thought it would end there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So did I. But then I I was looking around online and. Specifically, there was this AV Club article, and the the headline was like, uh, uh, "The Beaver is 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 Sexy Beast's most uh, heinous contestant." Heinous. Heinous is the word they use. Okay. So I'm like, all right, and and it's episode two, so I didn't have to go very far. It's the, it's the very next sure. episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm I like, think even if it wasn't, I think you could skip around. I don't think there's a through line in Sexy Beasts. <laughs> I would feel weird about it. I feel like I need to. <laughs> I would need to see them all you in need order. All the supplemental I'm, material. Yeah, or else I'm missing something. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back in. I'm gonna see what's up with the beaver. You know. <laughs> um. How boy? Okay, how many leave it to beaver jokes does the narrator make? You know, too clever. Like like you said, it's, Beaver is too clever for, for this, this guy shit? for for this show. Yes, one hundred percent. God, one hundred percent. That's depressing. Yeah. Um, but James, he really left. He he left nothing. <laughs> it didn't come out, but he left nothing. <laughs> um, he, he didn't leave anything to Beaver. Uh, so all right. I mean, I took notes again. Sure. Um, I really there's there's like a, a story arc to this one, so I, oh, I mean God. I could just I could just tell you what makes him so absurd, but I do feel like I need to go through a little bit of this. Well, I didn't episode. watch this episode, so I guess I need to. Yeah. All right. So I mean, you know, the, we we all know the format. Um, we went over the format last time. Yeah, we did. So so James is the new um, the new Emma here. He's the new yeah. star of the show. The new that's host. The, that's the next Netflix show. Is James is the new Emma. Yes. Um, and uh, he he's he's choosing between three women. Um, but you know, before we get to that, James has to has to 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 let us know a little bit about himself. You know what mm-hmm. he's what he's looking for in a partner and and everything like that. And uh, what I thought was interesting here is that James is actually sort of like the antithesis of, of what everything that Sexy Beast is trying to, to do, you know, because it's the whole the whole point of the show is to 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 get away from superficial stuff and, and go right into like personality. That's what right? That's what they're and, claiming. But as we discovered last week, mm-hmm. they're they're all just horny. Yeah, and you could say that James is, is the horniest of the bunch for sure. Oh, because he, he's going to say right off the bat, he says, I quote, he says, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm an ass man. God damn. His his motto, his the thing that he lives by, and he's going to say this a n- number of times throughout the episode, is uh, ass first and personality second. Sure, sure, sure. So sure. directly in conflict with <laughs> everything the show advertises. Yeah. Is there um, an option where the ladies could just be like, you know what, nah? Well, it's interesting. I was I was a little bit hopeful here because one of the first women that we are introduced to is uh, Tamika, and okay. um, 
So with Tamiko, we actually got into uh, it's a new thing on the show. It's analytics. Okay, we, oh, <laughs> the advanced analytics of sexy beasts. Yeah, we have some advanced analytics of, of sexy beasts. We kind of are set up the to, saber to, metrics. Yeah, based on Tamiko's dating history, we can kind of see what her success rate might be here. So she says that she's a serial first dater, and okay. um, she averages two to four dates a week. And that, that's two to, two to four first dates a week, I should add. And only about 10% of those, she gives a second chance. Is she a statistician? This She came prepared. And, and I kind of appreciate it. Because um, we, we don't get a lot on this show. About some, of these, some of these women are doing work for this show. And totally. they, they really shouldn't be. <laughs> they really shouldn't be. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's that's the breakdown on Tam- Tamiko. Ten um, percent of of her first dates that she goes on, she goes on them very frequently, um, but she she turns ninety percent of them down. So that's going to be tough for for James. Yeah. You know, it's he's he's it's a low batting percentage. It is. It is. Um, so so James here, he's going to go on his first dates. They're back at that bar, the same one that we of course introduced to last week. <laughs> Uh, and he's a bit of a strategist himself, James is. Um, so he's he's going to go in. He's going to be a gentleman, and he's going to push the chair in for each of his dates. But it turns at out the, he has at the bar. He, well, yeah, I mean they're sit, they're not sitting at the bar. They're sitting at like a table this time. So oh, they, okay. they switch up the. I'm pretty Got sure it. it's the same the same uh, place, but they switch up the seating. I see. I see. Um, it's possible that he asked for this because <laughs> Jesus Christ. because he says uh, it was a great excuse to look at their asses a little bit. I'm not. Oh gonna my lie. god! <laughs> Did they check him for like those creepy upskirt cameras? They should have, because um, it's you like probably, Jesus. You could, you could probably fit something into that beaver costume and hide it pretty well. So. Yeah, now we got to unbuckle his pants and check for like, like Jesus Christ. Dude. Well, let's hope he doesn't have any sticky stuff on this date. No, like, come on. Um, so then we get a random Chewbacca impression from from James. Um, I didn't really oh, understand yeah, that'll this. Do it. That'll there, do it. That'll that'll seal the deal. There was absolutely no context to this. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't think there's a I don't think there's a right context for unless unless she somehow said, hey. Let me hear your Chewbacca impression. There's not a context. There's not a context. <laughs> like, I wrote this down because it was so bizarre. Because, like, they're, they're talking about something. They're having a conversation. Then the camera cuts. And he does the Chewbacca. And then it cuts to them having a different conversation. And there's just nothing yeah. that, like, <laughs> signifies why this happened. Did it get a reaction or anything? No, not what at all. What the fuck is this show? Not at all. Um, and then, uh, so then he puts his feet on the table. What the fuck is he doing? And he says, look at my kicks. Cause he's very, he wants to show off his, his, his shoes. Um, okay. And then, what, and you got the Jordans? Like what? Like what? They could have been, I'm not sure. Um, and then like his dates, like, yeah, don't don't put your feet on the table. And he's like, well, I've just never had a formal date with a woman before. Oh my God. <laughs> this dude that they cast. Oh my God. On a dating show. <laughs> never Even if it. it's true, you don't 
say it. And even if it's true, yeah, you keep that. Um, but no, he has no filter. The one thing I, well, I won't say respect because I, I don't respect James whatsoever. But the one thing sure. I do sort of appreciate just in the context of the show is that he does not have any sort of filter. You're telling me the guy that just does a sudden Chewbacca impression doesn't have a filter? <laughs> yeah, surprise. Um, but d- d- despite all of this, uh, we come away with all three women being impressed after their first date. What? <laughs> At least that's what they tell the camera. I'm not sure if they were coerced into saying this. Impressed with what? With James, with, uh, you know, his, his personality and his, his he's, he's very funny, apparently, according to these these women. Okay, but this you know is what? Where, hey, maybe. This is where the things things start to, to really fall apart after this. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> um, you know how they have the first elimination? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Tamiko is going to be the first eliminated. Mm, mm. Uh, they, they did kind of set us up for that with, yeah. the, with the analytics earlier on. Sure. Um, they don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Uh, yeah. But the problem is, and she's going about to reveal herself, like take off the the prosthetics, right? And James is sitting in between, literally just sitting in between the two other women that he's chosen, and he yeah. says out loud, "I pray to God she's not attractive because my heart would probably break." Um, oh God, dude. And then she comes out, and he says, "Wow, I make mistakes in life." Jesus. <laughs> Just, just, just say it to the camera later. I know. No filter. Later. Um, so that happens. Uh, somehow these two women do not bail immediately. Um, they go they on. Must be, the, the day rate must be very good. It must be. Yeah. The Netflix money. I hope it is for, for yeah, their sake. For, 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 for this ordeal. I know. Um. So they go on their individual dates. Uh, the first one is ice sculpting, an ice sculpting course. And uh, this was like the chainsaws. Well, not chainsaws, but picks. Oh. Um, and they, they try to go metaphorical here because uh, they they were having a conversation while they're they're picking the ice, and it's like, oh, we're we're breaking the ice, you know? Haha, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he he tried to do like a, a heart sculpture, and then it broke, and it's like, oh, you know, foreshadowing, you know, oh, you know break yeah. his heart. But this is an interesting choice because the um, <laughs> the crushing of the ice was so loud. <laughs> and you're, you're trying to follow the conversation they're having. But yeah. They're just like they're just like beating on this ice, and it's 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 very loud. And the mixing was not great. Uh, the audio mixing. So of you course. just get a lot of like crushed ice throughout this whole segment. And plus, they're in fucking masks. And they're in mass. Uh, yes, they are in mass. Uh, I almost had to think about that. It's become normalized to me now that they're all just wearing. And yeah, you didn't even say what the what what creatures they were. Aside oh, from the beaver. Yeah, it barely it matters. It, it really, it, it doesn't fucking matter. It really um, doesn't. No. Um, one of them, I I think, was like a zombie. Okay. That was T- Tomiko. Was a zombie. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think the other two. I don't really know. But, uh, yeah, so the ice sculpting happens. Uh, that was Amber, by the way. Um, and now, now we have the other person is Alexis. Mm-hmm. And her and her, she and James, they're going to go shooting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're going to do that thing where you, like, toss, like, a bottle up in the air and you try to shoot it down. Isn't that called, like, skeet shooting? Sure. They didn't specify. 
I just um, think that's unintentionally suggestive. Yeah. These are terrible dates. They're really bad. They're as worse. Far as if you want to talk to somebody. Yeah, they're worse than last week. Um, definitely worse than last week. Uh, so, but James takes an opportunity to to prove his competitiveness in both of, of these dates. Um, so, so he, he shot her in the face, Dick Cheney <laughs> style. Um, yeah. So he uh, he really made a point to beat out uh, Amber in the ice sculpting competition, um, and he won yeah. because hers hers broke in half. Of course. And then he he shot the most bottles out of the air, so he. He, 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 in his words, proved his manliness. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure this. did. Yeah, okay. Um, he also, on both the dates, he attempted the beaver kiss. <laughs> okay. Which I could word differently. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> but which, what I mean by that is he tried to, 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 to make out with both of them while wearing the mask. And how how did that go? Uh, no success the first time. Um, it shut down. But the second yeah. time, the second time he uh, like what did he just like lean in or did he like be like he asked first? He asked. Okay, he did. Um, he was like, you know, basically, would you be comfortable with these these beaver teeth? How would you feel about about that? Uh, she she uh, wasn't into uh, it. Yeah, but he was successful the second time with <laughs> um, with Alexis. Uh, so, so obviously, based on that, we know who's winning this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 There's no suspense here. He did, however, uh, immediately ruin this this uh, makeout session with a high five. Oh God in heaven! <laughs> That's pretty sweet, bro. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so yeah, he's going to choose Alexis. There's not a whole lot of, of uh, suspense there. Um, he does say like before... That's, the, that's like the only criteria. None of it mattered. He's going to no. pick the one that let him make out with him. For sure. Like, um, yeah, that's really all it comes down to. Um, well, that and, and also this here, which is where he's, he says, before she comes out, he says, uh, I really hope Alexis is hotter, uh, you know, than Tomiko uh, yeah. and, and, and Amber so that he knows he made the right decision. Dude, take what you can get. Like, yeah, so, so like, Am- beggars Am- can't be choosers, like literally. <laughs> Come on. I know. Well, the problem is he is choosing, and he's he's choosing to regret his decisions every every time. That too. Uh, publicly yeah. in front of the other women as well, uh, because because <laughs> because Amber comes out, the one that he rejected, and as she walks away, he's he says, uh, "Quotes uh, that ass man, that ass." There's a, there's a pause, and he says, "I let it go." Oh my god, dude. Um so yeah, so now we're waiting for Alexis to come in, you know, their their big moment. Uh for some reason there's a, a close up crotch shot on James. Uh that oh. is has as much context to it as the Chewbacca impression. What? Um Why so he, stiff? No. <laughs> like what like what is the first <laughs> Are they checking? Like, it, is, is, that, <laughs> is the MLB like ch- shooting this? Oh man, and it sounds like I'm making this shit up. But it's like boner patrol, like what? Like what is going on? Like what is this show? I know. Yeah, because he's just standing there waiting for her to to enter the room, and you just get that close up shot. Um, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> it's not like a pan or anything. It's just a, a very quick cut, and you're just does there. The, does you're the just... narrator address this? No. What the fuck is this show? <laughs> Uh, but we do have a happy ending here because he, he sees Alexis with her mask off and he, he looks up to the heavens and he says, thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> she's hot. They're all hot. They're all hot. <laughs> um, then we have an awkward moment where he takes his jacket off, right? Uh, she's wearing a dress. Yeah. He's wearing a, a jacket and like a suit and stuff. And so he takes, they're outside, I should say, too. So he takes his jacket off. You think he's going to do like the the gentleman thing and, and like put it over her, right? Yeah. He's like, I think you deserve this. And then he throws the jacket to the ground and he spins around and he says, this is me. <laughs> you won this. Oh. He didn't say you won this. He just said, this is me. And he like does a spin. Um, but that, that's, you know, implied. Um, and then they cut to Alexis, like, talking afterwards to the camera. She's like, I did think he would give me the jacket because it's a little cold outside. Oh, my God. <sighs> um, and then, you know, we get to the, the, the end here, which is where I feel like the, the arc really wraps up with a, a good learning experience for James at the end of all and this. And for all. Um, and for what? <laughs> and for all. Oh, and for all of us, yeah. I mean, it's it's really invaluable stuff here. Um, so he says at the end of all this, uh, this experience has taught me, don't look at an ass in a face and just automatically think she's about to have a great personality. Yeah, man. That's yeah. That's the lesson. And then he, and then he goes on to say that if it doesn't work out, I am uh, definitely going to hit up Tamiko. <laughs> oh my god. Says that on the way out. Something tells me it's not going to work out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I, I, I doubt they left the 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 lots together. You know, like yeah. the Netflix yeah. lot. I doubt they. Yeah, even, I, I bet they took separate cars. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I Jesus see Christ. I see where where this article uh, came from because this guy was an absolute nightmare. Oh my god. Do they get less money if they like reject him at the end or something? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know if that, if that, like, they even allow that, right? Yeah, cause like, ooh, holy shit! It'd be a lot more entertaining for me if they, <laughs> if they would allow rejections. <laughs> Like from the the one person that's dating three, or from any of the three, they're just like, you know, this is not worth it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So that that was the episode. We do get the quick teaser for the next one, which is the woman dressed up as a panda, and she's sitting down at the bar, and she's like, "What if I was like, I want you to fuck me in this?" <laughs> sure. And yeah. so that's, you know, just stay tuned next week because uh, I'll probably be watching that. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm done. This is it. You, yeah, but we said that last week. I know, but this was, this felt like a, a special case here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The story of James the Beaver. I, I really felt. I'll he, check the notes on, like, Tuesday. and Okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 see, I'll see something written here about sexy beasts. Maybe you'll put it in, like, tiny font so I won't notice. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, so that was that. Um, that was the uh, the sexy beast minute. Yeah, sexy beast report. Oh my god. Uh, we should probably wrap up. <laughs> okay, you got like to nothing that you wanted to get to. <laughs> it's a, no, it's fine. It's fine because like everything else is probably going to take too long. Right. Um, and these are all not uh time sensitive. So. Okay. Yeah, this definitely was what we just talked about. Oh, of course. Yeah, we got to hit the sexy beast iron while it's hot. You know, you know, I, I you say that, but I checked the day after it came out, which is like you have to wait until the next day to see if something comes up on the Netflix top ten. Mm. I didn't see it on there. No, I could. I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe it popped up later on, but I didn't see it. Oh, that! I would be very happy if it just fucking tanks. Well, I should say like maybe part of the reason is because all the Twilight films were like taking up half of the list. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there's that, but and then also probably three Fear Street. True, true films. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so at least we're giving Sexy Beast the the publicity that, that it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 atrocious. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just so. It's so bad, and it's just like the like the editing and everything. Like, yeah, what's like the crotch shot? Like that that just like killed me. Like, and I didn't even see it. I know. Like, what is what is, it? What is the point? I know it's wild. Like, I, I I want you to see the Chewbacca and try and make sense of it because I just is it because the beaver is like it has the brown fur, so maybe. He was going like that angle where it kind of resembles, not really, but maybe in his mind resembles Chewbacca. I'm just wondering like what footage they didn't include. Yeah, if they spliced that in and they just had crotch footage that they also just spliced in with no <laughs> with no context to either. Oh man, there's so much filler in these 20 minute episodes. That's yeah, I know. That's the thing. So it's like. If this is what makes it, like what? And how they how they managed to spotlight feet for a second week in a row? They did. Well, the the feet on the table thing. Oh right. I mean, he was wearing God, shoes. Yeah. Who is like Dan Schneider like producing this? <laughs> like what the fuck? It's so bizarre. But anyway. Jesus. Anyway, that that's that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Uh, and that's enough for this show. Yeah. <laughs> this week. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you can follow me everywhere at Dead End Road. Uh, check out the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Dead End Road TV. Check out the Twitch, twitch.com slash Dead End Road TV. Uh, YouTube, just search for Dead End Road TV. You'll find it there. Um, I'm adding uh, the podcast to more feeds and services. Uh, if there's one that it's missing from, please let me know, uh, and I will do my best to get it available everywhere. Um, I think we're on the majority of the major platforms at this point, but if there's something that you would like it to be on, uh, I will accommodate. He will personally um, send you um, an MP3 file if you request it. Dude, I could do it. <laughs> like if, if for whatever reason like because you could download it fr directly from the website 
uh, video.denero.co. If yeah. that somehow doesn't work for you, I will I'd send you the file. Like I, tr- like yeah, I will make it work. Whatever it's, people it, need. You're like the um like the old uh musician uh like like the the old way they used to like try and promote their music by just like handing I'll, out. I'll CDs. burn a CD. Yeah, I'll yeah. burn a CD. <laughs> like whatever whatever people need. Stand on a street corner and just like pass them out. <laughs> just like start hawking podcasts. Yeah. Um, what else do I got to promote? Oh shit, yeah. Uh, by the time this is up, the Dead and Road Publishing Christmas in July sale will be over. But uh, I want to give a treat for the four people that listen. Um, so if you uh, use code SHIP21 at checkout, you can get free shipping for any order at publishing.deadandroad.co.co. Excuse me. Uh, publishing.deadandroad.co. Um, I figure why the hell not. I will reward the minuscule number of people that stick all the way to the end of this. Um, so, yeah, if you want to pick up a book uh, and get free shipping, ship 21 at checkout. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week because I have some uh, stories and stuff I want to hit. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, mostly I want to rant about fucking Funimation. Um, so oh, if you yes. want to hear me do that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna rail on Funimation for like probably 25 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a tease. That's what they call in the business a tease uh, for next week. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, see you next time. Bye.